Tehachapi is, uh, it's so small, you know, across the street from my parents' house was a field full of cows, but we had to drive 45 minutes to get milk. Well, hello everyone and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the first half of my two-part double feature with comedian Brian Burris about Tehachapi, California. And if you're not hooked, go back and listen to the first part again. Why? Because this is the second part and you don't want to miss out. Okay, I don't even, I'm not sure. Maybe it's irrelevant, maybe you're not missing out, but come on guys, there's a lot. Tehachapi is a small town with a lot to talk about. Uh, and we really just scratched the surface. I don't know if you heard the first part where Brian and I were discussing the various boroughs of Tehachapi. Um, boroughs not like uh, prairie dog or ground squirrel boroughs, but like boroughs like New York, right? I mean, the Manhattan of Tehachapi, which, um, okay, maybe we don't have that one, but we have a Bronx, maybe, and the Staten Island is definitely Golden Hills. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so hey, please, by all means, go check it out and then come back here where we will embark on the rest of our discussion of Tehachapi. A lot to talk about, a lot to say, all of it. Very exciting. But before we get back into my talk with uh, Mr. Burris, I'm going to give you some hot tips. That's a new thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Hot tips for Tehachapi, California. Again, I'll probably end up doing more episodes about it because not only is it my hometown, but like I said, there's a whole bunch of, to, just a whole bunch to talk about. So hot tips off the top of my head. We got Kasagiri, Japanese sushi restaurant, also with a couple of menu items from France. Family owned business, phenomenal sushi. One of the best Japanese restaurants I've ever been to. Surprising, yes, delicious, absolutely. We've also got Konin's, the German bakery, which is right by the depot. I recommend if you're just in town for lunch, go hit up Konin's bakery, go to the depot, maybe stop by Kelsey's. We talk about, you'll, you'll hear us talk about that spot. There's a lot in the cute kind of downtown Green Street area. Petra, Mediterranean cuisine, great falafel, really good pesto chicken sandwiches. And what else? Uh, breakfast, Henry's, 100% Henry's Cafe. That's over on Tucker gotta go there. You know, it's hard having grown up there. There's so many businesses that I love that I am going to limit myself uh, maybe to those. And you're not going to be disappointed. I promise. Uh, Mill Street is a coffee shop. The coffee shop, uh, I would say. And if you're not hungry, like what else is there to do? Um, you know what my mom and I love to do? Get a bag of... of bean and cheese burritos and some soft tacos down there at Taco Bell and just book it on up to the mountain park. And I, when I say mountain park, I will tell you, treat it respectfully. Don't go up in the snow. The road's closed for a reason. Don't litter. Do not start a fire and have a great time. It's peaceful. It's lovely. There's hiking trails around there. Um, it's a real, I mean, immediate respite from the, the high-speed pace of the rest of Tehachapi. Um, and it's right right up the hill, and you'll go by where the uh, the nunnery is. Uh, you know, Brian and I, we get into a lot more stuff here. Uh, let's see, what, what are some other hot tips? Uh, God, we can get real nerdy about local history and things. I will say, if you go to the downtown area where you'll find Casagiri, you'll find Kelsey's and... Uh, Conan's Bakery, Petra, all of that is in the downtown area. Support small business. And if you're lucky, catch town when the museums are open. How cool is that? The local museum. Just keep walking down past the movie theater. You cannot miss it. There's nothing else in town. Keep walking past the movie theater and you'll you'll see the museums and I you'll check their hours online. Definitely open on weekends, but real fun tidbits of local history there. Tatchby's got a fascinating history. So sue me. Uh, don't sue me. Um, oh, gee, Willikers. There was something else that I thought was super important to tell you about. And what was it? What was it? Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, summer's coming up. 
Mountain Festival Weekend. Brian and I touch on it. It's the big festival in town, usually the third weekend in August, around the 18th or so. You can look it up online. Happenings all, all throughout town, all weekend long. There's a parade, there's the festival in the park, and then the highlight, in my opinion, the rodeo. Um, events all weekend long, super fun. Check it out. Also in the summertime, Thursday nights in that same downtown area, the downtown zone I've referred to several times, we've got a great little farmer's market. It's quaint. It's quaint, guys. It's local. It's fresh. You can meet the farmers. Um, we're Bakersfield adjacent. We know farmers. Delicious stuff happening. And a major shout out come fall to Pulford's Apple Tree Orchard, the best apples in Kern County, which puts them in the running for the best in California, which puts them in the running for the best in the fucking world. That's right, Pulford's Apple Tree Orchard, 19440 Highline Road. This fall, absolutely, you will not regret it. I, I will put my firstborn child on that, best apples you'll ever have. And without further ado, let's get back into it. Let's see what Brian Burrs has to say in part two of my episode on Tehachapi. <laughs> Um, there's something I was gonna there, ask. There's some like Tehachapi kind of feely place, like feeling like I feel like Fraser Mountain feels like a Tehachapi kind of place. Oh yeah, too. Fraser Park. Fraser Park, that's what I meant. Yeah, that Fraser like Park. Kind of Tehachapi vibe. Very Tehachapi vibe, very, very similar, but um but not with the same versatility as Tehachapi. Like because there it's just pine trees and just Yeah. Yeah. Over there, like in the grapevine in the past, it feels a little bit topographically just like Bear Valley, like in the Tahone yeah. Ranch. Whereas mm -hmm. Tehachapi, you do have that end of the valley where it's just it's actual desert. Yeah. Well, and then on the other side, I mean like Stein mm -hmm. Springs is it's beautiful because it's literally on the edge of the mountain. And you yeah. can go up into the mountain there in Stein Springs and you look can out look over out. Urban look out exactly into the central valley yeah it's amazing yeah. and like when it's when it's all foggy in the central valley it does look like an ocean or like a, i know when i was a kid i used to i used to pretend that it was the ocean over there yeah which would have been really nice but it was, just, <laughs> it was bakersfield yeah now my i remember my my dad used to joke that like once the San Andreas fault finally breaks, that's going to be, you know, oceanfront property right there. What, my mom always, whenever I bring this up, like, oh, I wish it was the ocean over there. She'd be like, well, imagine our property values. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> thanks mom. What a, yeah, what a parent cool. thing to say. <laughs> yeah. that's fun. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you, um, which is interesting because even though we went to high school together and I've known you a really long time, yeah. Um, we've never been like super close friends hanging out all the time, which is mm -hmm. kind of why I wanted to talk to you about Tehachapi because I wanted to see how many commonalities we have in our opinions. And like, basically everything you've said is exactly what I think word for word. So clearly there's a very like strong current of understanding, um, for people through that town. But I was wondering, how do you think growing up in Tehachapi in particular has shaped where you've gone and your comedy. I mean, does it play yeah. a role or is it, I mean, does, has it I not? Think it, yeah, I think it does. And I think it maybe plays a role in like, just like parts of my personality and who I am that I, you can't, I can't fully explain because like you said earlier that like part of it feels like a Midwest, like so many people have seen me do stand up and then like, be like I thought you were from the Midwest. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like, I think it gives me that kind of vibe instead of like a California vibe, which I think is actually kind of unique and cool because I think the, the stereotypical California thing is going to be like the surfer or the stoner or the, you know, I don't know, movie star, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, or I guess if you want to go like Northern California, like tech. Right. Kind of person. But you don't hear a lot about like, small town California, you know, it's right. not something that uh, is a standard kind of thing. And so I think that that vibe, like just my general cadence and the way that I probably, you know, present myself and speak, I think that definitely has to come from, from Tatchby in some way. Um, I think that it's no doubt where I 
I think I started, you know, becoming maybe a more creative thinker thanks to Tehachapi mm-hmm. um, because, you know, growing up there, me and my friends, we didn't have the option to just go walk around the mall and, uh, yeah. and just zone out, you know, we couldn't just go to hot topic and have that be our personality. Like we had to like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we had to go find fireworks somewhere to light those off and hopefully not burn down a field or we had to go drive around all night for no reason, you know, and just park in parking lots and throw frisbees in the Kmart parking lot at one in the morning, you know? Uh Um, So I think that there's parts of it like that in that aspect that definitely probably made me uh, think in maybe different ways about stuff. I think that coming from a place where you don't have the, uh, I'm actually kind of trying to find a way to make a joke about this, where I'm like jealous of people from big cities because they automatically just being from being from a big city, you have a personality. Mm -hmm. Where like in ta- like from a small town you don't like how come like if I'm from how come if you're from Philadelphia you get to just be an asshole you know but like if you're <laughs> if you're from Tehachapi and you're an asshole you just don't have any friends like it doesn't right. you know right so that I would say that in that way you know I was definitely a person where when I look back now I feel like there was kind of never a doubt that I was gonna leave like not stay there. Um, you know, there was probably different points where I thought maybe I would stay there or, or move back there or whatever it may be. Um, but Tatchby did in a weird way kind of allow a lot of us, I think, especially in high school, like it did give us, it, it gives, being from a small town gives you like, you kind of feel like you can kind of do anything, even though you've never seen anyone do anything, which <laughs> yeah. doesn't really make sense to me, but it's like, like how is it that I've never the only people I've seen on TV that are from there is Jack Palance, you know. Um, but at the same time, I felt like I could do anything because I was on the homecoming court, you know. <laughs> right. Well, so I don't know. I and I should talk to people from other small towns in other parts of the country. Um, because there are a lot of small towns in California that are a little bit either way lower on the socioeconomic spectrum or way higher yeah and there's there's not that many sort of middle mixed area small towns that you see a lot more of i think in other states yeah um but i think something that's really unique to tehachapi that i would love to talk to people about is that you have that small town sort of grounding you know, a very secure bubble and this sort of nest of stability and knowing everybody when you go to town. And like, it's a really, um, I think, fertile ground to to find out who you are and feel secure in your place in the world. Um, But I think maybe because it is in California and we do, it is a small town. And again, it feels like Tennessee. It feels like Iowa, but we have movie stars we have they would film things there and you would they film things there like oprah would come to the bakery you know like right oprah got her dog from tehachapi at one point yes yeah like more so than a town in iowa or a town in Tennessee. we you know like i said my dad worked at disney like i grew up in the mountains and you know i would go do homework in disneyland and we would go to parties you know for pirates of the caribbean premieres and things and so like having this really safe, very down to earth, um, humble kind of bubble to develop in, but with the awareness that there were other things out there and that there was, you know, cause I think sometimes people from small towns don't necessarily, like they can't see the bright light. It feels right. Right, like it's so far away, they can't see it. And yes. in Hatchapi, you're in that safe space but you can see like the glow of the world. You can get there, you can get there in one tank of gas. Like it's not like. Yeah, like I would, in high school, I would go to Topanga and like hang out there, you know, which was, you know, hang out in Malibu and Topanga is a world away philosophically from most of Tehachapi. But then I'd be, you know, I would play, the only times I played hooky in high school were to go to Santa Barbara and go hang out and I would be home that night, you know, I could make it home for dinner with my parents. And I think it gives you a really stable, stable ground below your feet, but you see just how far you can go above. And I think that's a very unique town. Like it's a very unique way to grow up. 
100%. I never really thought about it like that. And I think that's, I mean, I think about it all the time. This podcast is about California. So I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I, I'm, I feel so lucky to that California is like my home, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, if everything falls apart, you know, all of the, all of the stuff falls through, like moving back in with my parents, I'm still in California. I'm still like, this is still to, I fail and I'm still here, you know, like I still made it because I love California. Like I, I don't, you know, I can't imagine really living anywhere else. It has everything. And that's what I think Tehachapi being in the location it is, it definitely gave us that opportunity to see everything, you know, yeah. as a kid, I experienced it all, the mountains, the, the desert, the beach, the city, small towns, you know, farms, all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to ride horses and bikes and surfboards yeah. and all the I mean, stuff. So it's like a, perfectly designed childhood in a lot of ways and not to say that there I mean obviously there are problems and there are people who did not you know couldn't afford to go to LA just for fun and like not everybody had the same experience but to grow up it I think I really took for granted that I grew up in a place where I could go to Disneyland for the day I could go to the beach for the day I could see the stars every night there was like no light pollution my -hmm. brother could go snowboarding Mm-hmm. in mammoth not just like like a you know a shitty slope but like all the way up to mammoth come back you know we could go fishing in mount whitney come back for yeah. dinner like yeah. that i mean it's really magical like I, I it's only as i've gotten older that i realized like wow that is a super unique experience oh 100 yeah i mean i think that when you're in it when you're living there it's there is a lot of like i want to get out or you know there's nothing here it's boring um, and then only when you get a little older, you realize like, actually, it's pretty cool that I can go to any sort of environment that I would like to be in. Yeah. In yeah. I mean, I always liked it, but that's also because like, I always, I don't think the possibility of staying ever crossed my mind. Like maybe of yeah. like having a weekend house there, but like, I always knew from the moment I could remember that I would move to LA and work in entertainment and it, it was yeah. just in here. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, so it never occurred to me to even tell people like I'm getting out of this town because it it was like such a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I For think me, that, uh... but that, but I don't know. That's because I always had a very specific idea of what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah, um, and a lot of people don't. But if they can narrow it down to get out of town, good for them. You know, that's a start. Absolutely. I think that also like, cause you said, you know, uh, something that stood out to me. And I think that you and I, we have the same thing where we weren't people that were like, like, it doesn't sound like your parents went to Tehachapi high school either. No. There's a lot of kids we went to high school with that their parents, their mm-hmm. grandparents, their great grandparents yeah. went to the same high school as them. In some cases had the same teachers as their yeah, parents. Yeah. Mrs. Wallstrom, my mom's best friend, she taught people, she taught their kids. I mean, like generations of right. And I've always kind of felt that where I feel like if you were one of those, like, for, you know, lack of a better term, like a, a legacy of Tehachapi, uh-huh. yeah. you know, um, then I feel like it was probably more um, of an expectation for you to stay yeah, and, and just well, be there. I don't think staying, I mean, there's some towns where I would feel bad if people chose to stay in their hometown, but Tehachapi is not a bad place to stay at all, you know? There's a lot um, of great things about it, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. and if and if if all you want is like a nice quality life and to to raise a family, you know, yeah, it's it's a really great place for it, mm-hmm. and it is cool to live in a town. Again, it feels like we grew up in like a TV show, but you had legacy families, you know, like there were yeah. certain certain last names, certain families, certain, and it was like based like their ranch land that they'd had, you know, like 150 years, and like you. Right you know, had that kind of, um, the roots that go back. And you also, I think that's another thing maybe with like pursuing, like, you know, stand up comedy or things like that is I think when you're from a small town, like Tehachapi, in some ways you kind of have the opportunity to feel a little bit like a celebrity before you're, you're really like people yeah. know, who you, you know, people would know who you are. Yeah. You could be a big fish in a little pond. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you were, you know, 
whatever it was, if you were the, you know, well, quarterback of the football team. Or as the, Tehachapi's junior missed 2007. See, I know there exactly you go. what you mean, Brian. <laughs> Why junior miss, holy shit. Yeah. I haven't thought about that since maybe high school. That was a yeah. huge thing. Well, that's a and I didn't know at the time that the Tehachapi junior miss program was one of the top programs in the state. Like, so I, I won and I went to the state, uh, con like, I mean, it was basically a pageant, but it was a scholarship right. program. Uh, yeah. and the state one was up in Ronert park up in Sonoma. Mm -hmm. And one of my roommates was junior miss San Francisco, which I thought like, wow, that must've been very impressive. No, she like filled out a form and like showed up and three hours later, there was like a dozen girls and they chose her and that was it, which was wild. Cause in Tehachapi, I mean, it was like the teenage girl, like debutante pageant event. And we like rented out the whole performing arts center in Lancaster and like people, I know some girls like would spend like thousands of dollars on their like dresses. I mean, it was really but then again that goes back to having other things to do in yeah. san francisco you could do whatever you wanted yes whatever your interest yeah. was you could go do that in tachapi yes. it was like even if you weren't interested in pageants at no. all you no. were doing i i did it purely because i thought i well, i don't this may not make it on the podcast something to do well it was something to do and i was like just not not because I was the most athletic or anything like that, but just purely based on my GPA, I was like, I have to win. It's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> it's weighted heavily on the grades. It's yeah. So I, I was just I just knew I was like, you know what? I have no interest in pageants, but yeah, it's something to do. And mm -hmm. I will just irritate myself if I don't win. And like right. I was still super surprised that I did win because mm -hmm. it was stiff competition. It was, you know, like sure. It and it was it was a who's who of of yes you know the the girls from your grade were uh -huh. going to compete in it and sure. a lot of them I think there was like twenty one girls or something you know and oh. out of our class was like a little over three hundred kids I mean it was it was tough it was a big deal did you do Mister mm -hmm. Warrior they did like the the sort of like quasi comedy man version of they didn't do it our year yeah I think it was after us right. Yeah, they didn't do it our year. I definitely, we definitely did the, I definitely did the lip sync. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing, but we didn't do yeah. Mr. Warrior. Yeah. Well, and that's something fun is the traditions of a small town. And like yeah. every year you could look forward to the mountain festival and you had goofy things, you know, like Mr. Warrior or Junior Miss or like the homecoming. homecoming. Like a movie, like we grew up in a TV show, like the small town football game and like the tailgating and like there were literally businesses that closed down on friday so they could go watch the football game yes. like it was we definitely had that little taste of like texas football town too yeah I mean, well, that's the thing if you look at a lot of the aspects of other parts of the country like on football nights it felt like texas a lot yeah. of the time it kind of felt like iowa um uh -huh. on sundays in particular i mean it really felt like i don't know how much time you spent in rural tennessee but like Tehachapi. Yeah, not just for the churches per capita, but like other ideological aspects. I mean, Tatchby yeah. is the most Southern town I've been to outside of the South. That was um, a, it's surprising because it's in California. Um, the joke I, I say on stage sometimes is uh, I grew up in a small town. People don't know they actually exist. It's in California though. People don't know that if you just drive two hours outside of Los Angeles, you're actually in the American South. That's. <laughs> Oh, it's good. No, but uh, fun fact, it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, I, I will I will vouch for that. Yeah. Um, and I really can't think of any other towns I know of that are anything like that, you know? No, I mean, there's definitely towns that like, I feel like you see some little similarities. You mentioned Bishop earlier, mm -hmm. you know, but again, it doesn't give you quite the same thing as Tehachapi and, and, and the location of Tehachapi is unique as well where it's like it is closer to some of those things Bishop you're you are out there the closest thing right. to you is Reno you know <laughs> yeah or you know like the Santa Inez Valley is a little bit like Tehachapi mm -hmm. but it's overall like much higher socioeconomically like doesn't it doesn't have the desert vibe the mountains there don't get as high um 
No, there's just, I mean, I think pieces statement, there's just no place like Tehachapi. Yeah. Um, when I think of like the actual, like, like landscape, when I imagine Tehachapi, when I see things that remind me of Tehachapi, the main one that reminds me is the, like the rolling golden hills with the oak trees. That's what makes me, that's my first thought when I think of Tehachapi. Anytime I like, and it, it, it causes a weird reaction. If I see like an oak tree on like a, a hill like that in a movie yeah. or anything like I, I all of a sudden think about Tatchby every time uh -huh. yep yeah. yeah same you know I don't know if you'll know this but when you're driving to Bakersfield there's that part where you're coming out of Keene and it's right before you drop down to the farms and there's the the really rolly golden hills and there's there used to be that one tree yeah on that the lone western side. tree out there yeah. yeah, that one tree that always looked like the perfect tree. And I feel like anyone from Tehachapi would probably know that yep. one tree. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, that that whole drive is is so ingrained in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like, it, that drive from Tehachapi to Bakersfield, like, turn from turn, I could do it in my sleep still probably. And I haven't done it in years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's such, so classic California with the, mm -hmm. the tree, the oak trees and the rocks and the, the grasses. And you know, that's, so Tehachapi, you're also what, like two hours away from like the giant sequoias, you know, yeah. from like the highest point in the United States, the low or contiguous United States, the lowest point in the United States, the biggest mm -hmm. trees in the world mm -hmm. and the ocean. And it's all two hours away. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, mind boggling. You know, most of my childhood in terms of family vacations was just spent in California and I really don't feel like I missed out like we yeah. we we could go to all of those places and we did just camping everywhere you yeah know, at the beach, or at the mountains some days you know we'd wake up on a Sunday and my parents would be like we're gonna go on an adventure and we just go on a drive and we yeah. and every time it would be a completely different experience and we'd always be home by dinner yeah pretty wild for sure. um yeah. all right so I don't want to take up all day. I realize now I could easily do like a whole like six episode series just digging. I'll in. come back on. We can we can we'll break we'll break down each borough, whatever we need to do, you know? Beautiful. I love it. I love it. But uh one thing I do want to fit in on this one. If if someone is going through Tehachapi, they have a few hours to kill, what are your recommendations? Very good question. Okay, so if they're just going through Tehachapi and they have a few hours to kill, um God, it's been so long since I've been there where like, I feel like some of my, uh, my recommendations are obsolete at this point. Kmart's um, gone. Kmart's gone. That would be number one. Uh, I would say drive. I mean, if you're looking to just kind of have, get a general feel and you're only going to be there for a couple hours, I think go to that little downtown area, walk around. They have that new little, uh, that little, what's it called? Little like train station thing there that burned down at one point when we were, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, it they, like, it, they spent years rebuilding it. And then like the eve of the grand opening, some arsonist came and burnt it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if this will make it on the podcast. <clears throat> but do you Are you admitting know... you did it? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is... <laughs> uh, no, do you remember the wooden chef statue from Jake's Steakhouse? Yes. And this the should time definitely stay in here. the chef was kidnapped. Yes, I remember it. He was gone for like a year. Uh-huh. And, and then, then they found he, someone hung him from the uh, the water tower. Yeah, he was found <laughs> a year later hanging from the water tower in the center of downtown in the park. You the know? whole town was talking about that. It made oh, the front yeah. page of the news. Yeah, all over in the newspaper. And not only that someone had the the nerve and the gall to kidnap the chef, but then to like... Oh, it was the bringing it back that was what made that them. was the thing that was what yeah it's a year later and they woke up one morning amazing so yeah i would say do the downtown thing i feel like go to kelsey's right that's the, mm -hmm. the iconic little tatchby spot um yeah. i think it's open grab some lunch there i think so yeah i know it was closed it. for a while but i think it's open again now i hope so and it, that that kelsey's is fun because it is full of pictures of tatchby history like the tatchby earthquake in the 1950s right um, which was a huge deal a mm -hmm. lot of local history in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Kelsey's is a great spot for all that. The downtown area gives you, you get to have that kind of like small town feeling that you're looking for if you're out of town, going to those weird little boutiques that have all sorts of, you know, look at these weird quilts that this old lady's been 
sewing yeah. for years or whatever and, and, yeah. and all that People kind of stuff christmas ornaments they sell year round yeah exactly all that kind of stuff go into the little model train area look at the little tahatchby loop model yep. you know we didn't even talk about the I know. Loop we didn't even talk about the loop because when you're from there who cares let's be honest no well it's only a way if you're talking to a man in his 60s about where tahatchby is and you can like yeah. assess your audience sometimes it's really fast to be like oh the tahatchby loop and he's like oh and then he knows where that is but like right. it's a very target audience of train enthusiasts that that means something too yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, train enthusiasts are one of the few people that know about Tatchby. And uh, I remember once growing up, Bugs Bunny had an episode where he talked about sending one of the characters to Tatchby prison back when it was a women's prison. Yep. So there are yeah. mentions, like if you watch like an old movie from the 30s, some guy will be like, well, she better get her act in order or she's going to Tehachapi. And yeah. like, when I was a kid, I always was like, what? They know where that is? But it's because we were famous for our prison. Yeah. Um, Anytime Tatchy was mentioned on TV, it was usually for the prison and it was still exciting because you would mm -hmm. just, you'd, you'd heard it for the first time. Yeah, um, pronounce it. Yeah, you know, because I actually wanted to ask you a couple questions. So the, the title of your podcast is a play on Hulhauser stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up on Hulhauser. Like it was my dad's favorite show. We literally went on trips based on Hulhauser episodes. Yeah. Do you remember when he went to Tehachapi and it was like the biggest deal? No. Have I seen that episode? Gotta look it up. He definitely went. I don't know where he went anymore. He probably went to like the Apple Shed. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll have to. I do know I was watching the Red Rock Canyon episode and he mm -hmm. interviews my friend Lou Figueroa, who was the bass drum player in my bagpipe band and also moonlighted as a park ranger out there. And oh, I forgot okay. about it until the other night it came on KCET and I was like, oh, Lou? Lou is talking to Huel? It was very exciting. But Huelhauser is such an interesting character because he wasn't from California. No. Um, but he really loved it. Mm -hmm. He was, I think, in the closet his like whole life maybe or something yeah i'm I don't not know. sure i don't know who knew i don't know how widely known it was that he was gay I'm not yeah sure. i mean i know as a kid I, I wasn't aware of that in any way yeah it was just the guy with the flat top that was blown away by fucking mud flats and stuff <laughs> oh i i still i'm gonna be him for halloween i have the shorts i have the uh -huh. shoes i've been looking for the perfect buttercup yellow collared short sleeve shirt so yeah. every time we go through a thrift store oh i also have a wig for it nice like i'm nice totally i have the, the gray flat top uh-huh um you know huel had a house in the desert i don't know do you know about his house in the desert it's no. it looks like a bond villain house it's like a it's a kind of a circular you know that house out by bear valley that's like a jetson looking it looks like the jetsons it's like the half so that's kind of what huel's house looks like but it's on top of a dormant, like dead volcano outside okay. of Barstow. And it looks like a straight up Bond villain house. Of Barstow, why? Uh-huh, I don't know. Well, like, so I've heard not anything really bad, but I've just heard rumors of, of Huel being a more dynamic person than what you see on TV. Um, oh, I would imagine. Uh -huh. I would imagine he was a little repressed on the camera and was maybe a little, cut loose a little bit outside. Yeah. Of yeah that's what i've heard and my friend owns a ranch she owns the adjacent 80 acres outside of barstow and like okay. her it's like she has a saloon and bunk houses and a man-made lake it's a very weird area out there um her place is super cool but her neighbor is Hewlhauser's house and i remember the first time i drove out there and as i'm getting closer i'm like that that can't be. And I asked, I was like, Hey, that looks a lot like she's, and she said, it is, it is Huel yeah, Hauser's. Like, I know what you're house. thinking. Yeah. So occasionally yeah. when we're out there, the guy who's the groundskeeper, he lives out there and takes care of it for the current owners. He was the caretaker for Huel as well. And he likes to come down to the ranch and get trashed and tell us stories. So that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the coolest thing that's ever, um, been a part of my life so uh, <laughs> at, a, at a saloon in barstow who would have thought <laughs> yeah but um no i have to look up the huel to hatchby episode he uh, definitely went because i definitely remember when it happened 
Wild. Like, Yule Hauser's coming to Tehachapi. Yeah, did you go? Like, did you did you see him when he was in town? No, I did not. But I definitely remember watching the episode. When I mean, I, I'm I'm telling you, that was on PBS. That was like all my dad would watch. Like, yeah. we would go places. And still to this day, I'll go places with my dad. You know, we'll be like in Palm Springs. He'll be like, oh, that's the little water fountain for dogs in downtown Palm Springs. Hugh Hauser taught me about it. Come here, we gotta go look at it. Um, I was in Palm Springs uh, last week and I had time to kill in the morning. I went out to Cabot's Pueblo Museum where okay. Cabot built his like Pueblo house in Desert Hot Springs. And uh-huh. I spent like two hours out there and it was purely, Good. I didn't know about it except for Huel and it was fantastic. Um, and that's he the kind of thing like a great job of that of just that? showing you the weird stuff in California that you never thought yeah about. well and that's sort of I don't want to do the exact same thing but kind of mm-hmm. what I wanted to tap into with my podcast because there's yeah there's so many things that Huel didn't talk about or that have happened since then and I mean ideally I would love to one day have the budget to actually do some like like documentary video stuff with it But there's a lot of people I know that like, especially older people that I'm like, I got to interview them now, like, however I can, because, you know, time is moving. So that's, um, that is definitely kind of where, where this came from. And not just exploring the weird places, but also having a discussion and a platform to explore what California means to people, like, because I do think it is a very unique place. And I just have this constant lingering question of why is it so meaningful to people like why is it so magical why are there more songs about california than any other state by a landslide you know there's not like like there's no songs about nebraska dreaming or you know west virginia girls but um (laughs) california just has something about it and i'm really curious what that is and how people articulate it you know I mean, there was literally gold under the ground here. Yes. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was, like it's yeah. a special place. I mean, there, there's so many places in California where it's not, they're not just my favorite places in California. They're my favorite places in the world. Like, I, you know, I've been, I've been to other countries. I've been to, you know, all around the world. And like, I still think that like Big Sur and Yosemite are the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, otherworldly. I mean, yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. And I think that it's just a, it, the lifestyle, the, the, the differences that you can have and still be Californian is very uh, well, just specific. Imagine how close as the crow flies, the majesty of Yosemite is to the football field in Trona. Right. Right. Like, very close in the scope of things. And you could not get more opposite in their effect or like, um on your health too i guess (laughs) yeah i don't think there's anywhere else at least in in this country where you can you know in the same day be in the desert be in the snow and be at the beach like you could do that yep you know that's i think that's part of it is there's there's so much that it california can be exactly what it is you want it to be you know it's not just like uh just plains or just mountains or just the ocean like it has everything yeah. Um, it obviously, you know, has the cities that people who maybe are dreamers in some sort of way go to, you know, um, and just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the best. Well, California's and the best. I think everything you just said, if you, again, did a little sampler platter of it, the place that has the greatest amount of access to the most amount of everything you just said is to Hatchby. Yeah, it as is. Strange it is. as that is, like the more I've thought about it as I've gotten older, the more I realize like how incredibly and and bizarrely unique that little valley is. I don't know if I've seen better uh, sunsets anywhere than Tatchby. Mm-hmm. A good a good sunset in Tatchby is like yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I think they're even better in Stallion Springs. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I think it's because we are right there on the edge of that yeah. mountain. So you get to well, really and the, you know, the pollution rises up from Bakersfield and does pretty things. Does wonders. All the pink and purples, great stuff. Uh, oh, so before I get to the questions I ask every guest, uh-huh. I want to ask a, a different question, which is, do you think that there is a California dream? 
Like one single dream? Well, in the, you know how people talk about like the American dream? Sure. Do you think that there is a California dream? And you could say no, or you could say it's the same thing. But I just, I'm always curious how and if people conceptualize that. That's a good question. I think that one of the coolest things about California is that we get kind of do get to feel like our own country in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like we, we are in many ways separate from the rest of the, the United States in that. Like, even if you go, you know, if you go to Europe and you tell people you're from America, they might, they might be disgusted by you. But if you tell them that they're from California, if you mm -hmm. tell them that you're from California, they're going to love you. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like the California dream is that it is, it is like the, the place for opportunities where you can pursue essentially whatever it is you want to, and you can, you can find it here. You can find whatever group of people you're looking for to, uh, you know, be in a community with, you can find a, you know, a group of people that have the same interests as you, that have the same values as you, um, you know, despite what people from other parts of the country think, whatever your political beliefs are, you can find a group here. Yep. Um, and so I would say the, the California dream would then be just being able to kind of fully realize yourself. Like you can find, you can actually, I mean, so many people come here from other places just because they, they feel like this is where they can be who they are, no matter what it is that you want to be, you know, people come here from all over the world because they believe that this is where they can be that. So I feel like the American dream exists in other places but it, you know in california is where i feel like a lot of people come to like realize that dream mm -hmm. or to pursue that i yeah. think that california that's another thing i love about california and, and maybe in los angeles in particular but like i love being surrounded by people that are trying to achieve crazy things <laughs> yeah like, yeah especially like, in la yeah, yeah. And and Tatchby even has it in a weird way where like you said, we're like, how many, you know, businesses did we see people try to open in, in Tatchby that were like, you know, yeah. And and just stuff like that. It's it's I feel like California is where you can really try to uh be you, I guess yeah. is what I would well, say. Well Tatchby, we had an ostrich farm. We had that mystical bookstore that sold beanie babies all through the nineties. Yeah, I remember I used to think that that was where witches went. Someone told me yeah. once that, that was where witches Yeah, show. I think I, as far as I know, that's accurate. Um, <laughs> I think so too. There's probably witches in Tehachapi. I, there definitely are witches in Tehachapi. Um, mm -hmm. We had like Mama Hilly Beans, the hippie coffee shop that has yep. taken over by a fairly uh, redneck barbecue business yeah. in the same space. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I'm sure we could sit down and brainstorm a lot of like weird stuff. I don't know if you remember this. This is one that I only found a few years ago and it's gone now. I don't know where it went, but there was one of those like tough sheds, like this, the little mini sheds that people can buy. And it was sitting kind of just be between McDonald's and Golden Hills, but not quite to where the old Sizzler was. Okay. Yeah. Those sheds right there. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, was, one of those sheds was there and I was driving by with my mom a couple years ago and I was like, wait, turn around, pull over. That can't be. And I walked over and someone had painted on this shed on like facing the main thoroughfare of Tehachapi, the doors of this shed, they had done a beautiful, precise, intricate painting of the design on the doors of the mines of Moria in Lord of the Rings with oh. like the elvish writing and the two trees and like illuminated just like, you know, when they try to get in through the rock and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like the amount of effort that that took, it was so weird. It was just, and every time well, that's I one of the great things. Something pops up like that. That's one of the great things about a small town like Tehachapi is people have the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. you know, if you wanna, if you wanna paint your house in a million different colors, you can do that if you want to. You yeah. Know? There's definitely um, time to do it. Definitely. There's a guy who does massive wood carvings across from Kmart. He came up with some pretty wild stuff. 
And they did like, they have those all over. What's the uh, Bright Lake? They like did a bunch of those carvings out of the trees. There's like all those, oh. you know, like those wooden bears people do out of trees yeah. and stuff. There's yeah. a ton of them in Bright Lake. Yep. Bright Lake, we didn't even bring up. That was another spot that is mm-hmm. very strange. Like it's a very attached to a specific place. Um, did you ever go to the powwow out in Indian Hills? When I was very young. I okay. Very, that- like I vaguely remember watching like a Native American like performance of some sort. Yeah and like well, getting like a little figurine or something but yeah that's not it it um I don't know I really took for granted I mean I know there's a lot of rodeos around but growing up I really took for granted the powwows because yeah. now I mean you see them on a lot of reservations will have them but not a lot of communities actually have like once a year we throw a massive powwow and they right. did and like we always went and it was all around those lakes back there yeah it's like a huge event and like all of these vendors and craftsmen and the dancing and it was all like i don't even know who organized it and it wasn't like there was one i don't think there was like one specific tribe like there's no like reservation in tehachapi so i'm not sure where that what was happening there um yeah. but it was so cool um we also we didn't talk about there's the nunnery the nuns oh my god yeah yes yes um, up mountain park yeah yeah the nuns that like make honey and baked goods and raise uh yellow labs yep yep so sometimes a lot of times you know you'll see a nun driving around town um or the monks because there's then the like the zen the buddhist, buddhist temple yeah we've got it all we've got it all i don't know why that just reminded me do you remember there was like a lady in tashby i don't know if she's still alive or doing it but she had like all of these uh not really like big cats but she had like lynxes and bobcats and like she had like this weird little I remember I went to her house a couple times because she lived in Stallion Springs and she had like all of these crazy cats that you're not supposed to own but she would drive around sometimes and she had like a big like sticker on her back window that said like lynx lady or something but you'd like walk by her car and like you know it wasn't uncommon to see like dogs in the back of people's trucks and stuff in parking lots in Tatchby but sometimes you'd like walk by her car and there would just be this massive lynx like staring at you in the back seat of her car oh that's amazing I don't I'll have to ask my mom I don't know if I saw the lynx lady I kind of remember that because there were certain people who had big cats and then down in Rosemond is like the the big cat sanctuary yeah i remember uh, that too i do know over by country oaks baptist church there's like a water tower that has this like zebra print painted on the top it's okay. really faded now but that's because back when my parents first moved there there was a guy who had zebras and giraffes he had like exotic animals wow in that little like corner off of 202. yeah i know what you're talking about exactly yeah. just really i mean that's what i mean it's the sort of thing that people do in the desert because in the desert, I think people feel real freedom to be as out there or as eccentric as they want to be. Mm-hmm. And usually the more rainfall you get for whatever reason, until you get up like Northern California, it starts getting like that. There's pockets of that kind of like a hippie version of that. Right. But Tehachapi has like all the freedom and weirdness of a desert community without the desert, you know, yeah. um, which is, I think also pretty unique absolutely it's that's it's that's so true i mean the the amount of just and i say this lovingly but the amount of weirdos that are are there you know the amount of people that like you just find out weird stuff where you'll just be like oh yeah that guy like has a red tail hawk and you're like what like he just has one i don't understand and you're like yeah he got one of those things he caught it and he does that like okay and then like his neighbor is a prison guard and you're like what's happening here for sure well even the wild horses that live by all of the windmills which also i realize whoever listens to this that hasn't been to tehachapi might think that we're really high because it's like well you know like the wild horses by the windmills like it sounds like some weird code um but that the wild horse herd um my mom had a horse that uh an old rancher family friend caught i mean back in like the 60s or 70s um he caught one of them and wrangled it and gave it to my mom and so for years her horse it, she had a wild horse and that was her it was Whoa. the best horse she's ever had from tatchby yeah damn yeah. that's nuts i know i've never like gone out and like done that i've seen people like post about it and it looks 
unbelievable, honestly. Like you just pull out into some field and just all of these yeah, horses have you, just come have out. Have you seen the horses? I've seen them off of the yeah. freeway there when you drive by sometimes. Yeah. But I've never like done the like experience, you know? I've pulled over before and just taken some pictures. Like I don't ever, cause like the stallions and stuff, I mean, they, they, they're not friendly. You know, they're wild. Oh, they're wild animals. Yeah. But yeah. my, I don't know how my, my mom's family friends, I mean, he, he was uh, really old and his family was one of the old pioneer families. And I mean, he had lived in those mountains. His family had been there forever. Um, uh -huh. So I guess he knew what he was doing, but it was the smartest horse my mom ever had. And it was so attuned to, to everything in the natural world. She would take it on trail rides and like it knew plants it could eat and plants it couldn't. And it would watch for snakes and like in a way that uh, uh -huh. normal domesticated horses are completely oblivious to. Yeah, because he's got that street cred. He's lived out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So are you ready for the questions I ask every guest? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready for it. Number one, what is your favorite place in California? All right. First of all, difficult question. And I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I'm, I'm going with Yosemite. I mean, it's just the 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 views there are, are unbelievable. If you're listening to this and, and have not gone to Yosemite, like go right now go as soon as you can go um it's just it's just when you like if you go up and like sit up on that whatever it's called if they're like glacier whatever or something i don't know what it's called exactly glacier but point. uh glacier point just sit up there and just taking that in it's like your brain struggles to comprehend what you're looking at like you you can't even fully fathom what you're seeing you know um so that i would say is my favorite place in california just for the the beauty alone it's just undeniable yeah well there are no right answers but that is i think the right answer okay thank you <laughs> uh, that yes uh question number two what and we you already said this uh-huh what is your least favorite place in california that's right we're going with trona uh -huh. um you know, again, if you listen to this, don't go to Trona. Don't, I mean, maybe look <laughs> it up, for it. <laughs> look up the football, look up Trona football field and then, you know, just see what we are working with there. I mean, football is a dangerous sport with grass. So like they're playing it on dirt out there. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I know of any professional football player coming out of Trona. So I don't think it's making you stronger in any way. No, no. I'm sure whatever is happening out there just in the water alone is not creating, um, peak specimens of athletic ability. There's a surprising amount of towns in California that have a bad smell, you know, <laughs> and Trona is one of them. Yeah. Also, I was going to say um, towns that I'm surprised no one's brought up yet, but I assume it's because they haven't been there. Mm -hmm. Taft. Yeah. Taft is, I, uh, I was li literally talking about Taft just the other day. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what a weird little, like, what is it? It's like almost like a suburb of Bakersfield or something like it's just it's it's kind of Bakersfield, but it's definitely not Bakersfield. Yeah, well, because it's like out there in the oil fields, but also. I mean, I guess it's a fully functioning town, but is it they have a junior college there? Yeah, well, and their high school is really big. And I just there were a lot there's a really big Samoan community there for some inexplicable reason. And they're really yeah in Taft lot of Samoans and their girls are really good at volleyball. So they were always our big rival in high school. And they were like, yeah, they were, I feel like our rival for like a lot of sports. They were. Yeah. There were. All, yeah. All the sports yeah. talent that's not in Trona, I guess, was hanging out. <laughs> Taft. Um, Taft, you know, pulling them over there, I guess. Yeah. Like, hey, it's a little less stinky and we've got grass <laughs> on our sports. A little field. bit better. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Taft, not as bad as Trona. <laughs> um question number three is there a place in california you haven't been to yet but you want to go to yes and i feel like this one might actually surprise you i've never been to joshua tree <gasps> never what brian i, I know wow. like i feel like at one point in my life i felt like i didn't need to because i felt like it's like desert is desert i think in my mind yeah. and i'd seen joshua trees you know yeah fair enough um but it is now I want to go. I would really yeah. like to go. Yeah. I've never well, been. If you go, let me know if you want like a 60 page rundown of 
stuff I recommend. Just you. a brief rundown. <laughs> yeah, I have friends. I have it's literally over 10 pages, I think, of this email that when my friends tell me they're going to Big Sur and they want advice, mm. it's a full, full rundown itinerary of like every possible option I recommend. Big Sur uh, is my runner up for favorite place, by the yeah. way. It's yeah. uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to get to Joshua Tree, but not right now. It's too hot right now. Go in the yeah, fall. you got to go in the winter, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a question I added just last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 3.5. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite road in California? Well, I feel like everyone's going to say PCH, right? Big in, in Big Sur. No, like, no, I heard the last, the first person, they said 395. 395 is good at some points, and in some points, it's worse than the five through the Central Valley, okay? Like, 395 is so boring from basically Cal City to Whitney Portals. From Cal, I mean, you got the Red Rock Canyon, and then it's just not a whole lot. There is that stretch where it's really sketchy to pass people that's, Mm -hmm. like, before you get to, like, between Red Rock Canyon to Ridgecrest is, like, this endless plain. Yeah, that's Ridgecrest is a weird place too that I, you should yeah. definitely talk about on this podcast. Um, so I'm going to say the PCH and Big Sur, Big Sur runner up, the musical road in Lancaster. Yes, great. I love that. I love taking new people on that and impressing them. Uh, that used to be something like I remember, like in high school, once you could drive, like we would occasionally like drive out there just because that was like exciting. Because it, it's for those of you that don't know what it is, it's like they 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 cut grooves in the road where like, if you drive at a specific speed, I think it's like 55 miles per hour. It plays like the song that like an ice cream truck plays, but it's really exciting. <laughs> but it's, it's really fun. Cause you have to get the speed just right. Like and it's if, in such a weird spot. Oh, it's absolutely nothing is there. Like there's no point. There's no reason on earth. Anybody would drive on that road unless they were intentionally doing the music road it's very i think it was there i think it was put there for like a toyota commercial or something and then they just never yeah i love it i love it um i think when my brother brought his girlfriend out for the first time like that was like one of the top things like i just remember being like what'd you do today and they're like oh we went to the music road yes see yes (laughs) uh so question four what -hmm. do you like most about living here in california or Mm -hmm. in in California. I mean, it, I feel like it, everything we've talked about this podcast is kind of the answer to that. You know, I, I love, um, I, I love everything about it. I love the mountains. Um, I, I love the beach. I love our cities here. Um, I, you know, I love Los Angeles, you know, San Francisco's cool to visit. Um, you know, San Diego's all right. They're all cool. Um, like, I, I think that I like the most is kind of what we were already talking about. Just I love that everyone here can kind of realize their thing. They can do what they want to do. They can, they can find a section of the, the world or the state that, that is what they are looking for. Um, and just the amount of different experiences you can have in California and how different it can be for you. You can literally be a cowboy. You can be a surfer. You can be a meth head. You could be a stoner. You can be a, a wino. Like you uh-huh. can be whatever you want to be. And and if you say you're from California, people would think that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think we have across the board a pretty high quality of whatever it is. You know, yes. like it's not just because you could be, you know, you could be a, a wino in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but like. I think the bar for all of it, I mean, you want to be a tweaker? We have, we can really milk that for all it's worth here. You know, you want to be a movie star or a tech mogul or, you know, manage your own tractor supply, like Mm -hmm. abs, like all of those things. And you can all live next to each other, you know? Yeah. Um, So what do you like least about living in California? I'll tell you what I like least about living in California. It's all the people that move here that aren't from California and talk shit about it. Like they still live in their dumb fucking town, but they think that they are entitled to talk shit about this place. Like yeah. then 
Like, I can't tell you how excited I was to hear how many people were moving to Austin. Keep moving. Get oh, out of here. Well, especially because they act like we're just a factory churning people out. No, so many of the people here came from Austin in the first place. Like, they came from other states. Yeah. It's like, like the people who talk about our homeless back. People who talk about our homeless problem here. And it's like, hey, let's interview these people and see where they're from. I guarantee you they're not all from California. They're from your dumb state. Yeah. You know? Well, which to be fair, this is a much better place to live uh, within unstable housing than it would be in like Minnesota. So, sure. you know, for sure. Um, but yeah, I that's an, the, the people who complain about it. And the idea that California is like, oh, all these darn Californians are coming and bringing their lattes and their almond milk. But yeah, yeah. but want to bet that that Californian you're complaining about only lived here for six years because she was taking improv classes and like she's actually from like Virginia, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it bothers me a lot that the uh, the and I understand that we're California and we can take it because we're the best. Yeah. But like I, I just. <laughs> I, I hate how easy it is for people in California to, to talk shit about it. It also, the other thing I like the least kind of goes in hand, hand in hand with this is I, I wish that California's sports culture was better. Like, I think that it's, I think that it's, you know, a real shame that like I can be in a bar in Los Angeles and someone is cheering against the Dodgers, you know, like, like loud. I feel like the Dodgers are like one of like the hallowed, the Dodgers and the Lakers are like two. Yeah, that was probably the worst example I could think of as the Dodgers, but <laughs> yeah. football for sure is, well, is that way, you know. But it is true that because we have so many people from different states and places that um, like if you're in East LA, probably everyone's Dodgers fan, but anywhere else, I mean, it is an absolute free for all, you know, it's, yeah. it's, um, you just never know. There's so many people um, who are not from here, which is fine. Like, I think it's great. I'm not telling, I mean, I am totally fine if people come here, but I do think if you complain about it, whether you're from here or not, if you're complaining, like by all means, you know, move to Denver, enjoy. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I think the thing I like the least is, is the, the California sure seems to take a beating for being yeah. the place that everyone comes to, you know? Well, so Elon Musk has been in the news a lot for moving a lot of his stuff to Austin. He's from mm -hmm. South Africa. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway, it just, <laughs> that, that in a nutshell, I think explains a whole lot. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Is that Mean Girls? He doesn't even go here, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is something you wish people knew about California that maybe they don't? Um, and again, I mean, I feel like I've already said this because we've so talked about everything. I, I think that I wish people knew um, just how different California can be. Like, you know, you go other places and it's like the only questions are, do you surf and what movie stars do you know? Uh -huh. And and there's just, there's so much more to California. If I, never have, if I could never leave the state again, like I could still go on amazing vacations. I could still experience new things till the day I die mm -hmm. in this state. Um, there's so much more to this state than just San Francisco and Los Angeles. Those two places are amazing. And if you've never been here, obviously check them out. Um, but the amount of things you can see in, in California is just second to none. Like everybody, you know, thinks that it's just this one thing and they, it's, it's everything here. That's what I wish people knew. I feel like people have the idea of that, but they don't understand what that really is because they don't venture out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know people that have lived in LA for years now that have no idea what's just outside the city, you know, like, Oh yeah. You know, totally. Well, because some people are less inclined to adventure and travel than others. Um, or they don't, you know, if they grew up and their family, you know, didn't have the means or the time to explore. They just didn't get used to that or it wasn't a priority. But that's the thing, even for like families like ours where you did see a lot, there's still so much more. Like like you said, till the day we die, we can just keep exploring. Um, 
Northern California is still an absolute mystery to me. Like pretty much anything above San Francisco, I, I have no idea. I've never been to Humboldt. I've never been to Chico. You know, I've never been to any of these places. You know what's crazy? So as much California there as there is from Tehachapi to the Mexico border, there's that much from San Francisco to the Oregon border. I know. It's, it's, it's a wild. lot. It's, it is, it, it's pretty wild. My um, Northern California knowledge is lacking greatly. So I will say, though, when people talk about, like, what movie stars do you know, I'm pretty sure that I saw Sylvester Stallone getting a golf lesson today. That's pretty cool. See, I did, like, a triple take. I didn't want to – he was at the very end, which also was suspicious of, like, the line at the driving range. And there wasn't any reason for me to walk all the way down there. But I, did, I was like, oh, I think – I think – I mean, maybe it's just some other old dude, but I think it might have been Sylvester Stallone getting a golf lesson. Was he like, maybe let's, let's see what kind of hints would give off. It's, was he chewing on a big old cigar? Was no, there, uh... um, I think the biggest hint was he looked like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty specific look. So yeah, it was, yeah. So I'm not, I could have been wrong, but again, once you're getting into like triple take range on that sort of thing, I think that you might be onto something. So yeah. anyway, I mean, I'm not here to dispel all the California myths. Like, I mean, Look at that. You just never know. Well, that's the thing is we are like, we are the, you know, we are the celebrity culture here. We are all of the stereotypes that you think of, but we're also a million other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for participating today. I really appreciate it. Um, gold stars, gold stars, everybody. Brian gets a massive gold star. So, I mean, okay, joking aside, thank you, Brian. Really, really absolutely tickled that you joined me for this. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you know it's good for you, you're going to get your ass up to Tehachapi. Uh, check out Mountain Festival. Go to Pulford's Apple Tree Orchard. Um, go explore Bar Bright Valley. I mean... There's little farms. Again, I don't know if the ostriches are still there. Sometimes there's ostriches. You can go on some really cool hikes to, you know, how about if you don't go do everything that we talked about. And if that's not enough for you or it doesn't, that's not what you want, we can get you what you want. Unless it's surfing, we can get you what you want in Tehachapi. I guarantee it. Um, we don't have a Louis Vuitton store. All right, you got me there. But otherwise... Hit me up. I will give you more hot tips. This could go on for days. It's an amazing town. No one can pronounce it. No one can spell it. Nobody knows where it is. Does anything get better than that? I think not. And with that, uh, next next episode, we're circling back over the Tehachapi Mountains down into the high desert. No, not Joshua Tree, my friends. Not Yucca Valley. Not 29 Palms. Not Barstow. I know what you're thinking. What? Those are the only deserts. The Mojave. Yeah, but have we talked about actual Mojave, like the town of, that's a whole other episode. Mojave adjacent, we get the town of Rosemond, California. You may have heard of it, you may not have heard of it, but guess what? You're going to learn all about it because it is the continuation of my interview with my own mother who grew up, you know, you heard the stories of her early childhood back in Glendale in the 60s. And let me say things took a turn. In about 1969 and they took a turn for the west the wild west and uh you like cowboys you like dust you like galloping on horses and fast cars and 1970s music you like dazed and confused and blazing saddles you're gonna love this so join me next time for that and in the meantime guys keep asking what 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 what